Hi, it's so good to be here today to bring a word, a message from the Word of God to encourage you. I hope that you will be encouraged as we get into the Word together. We're talking about the Spirit of God. Who is the Spirit of God? Why did He come and why do we need Him? How can we recognize the Spirit of God in our lives? The Spirit of God is the third person of the Trinity and was, was given to enable us, all those who long to follow Jesus, to walk the abundant life that God has called us to. I know I need the Holy Spirit in my life. When Jesus was talking with the disciples in John 13, it was after the Last Supper. He had washed their feet, and then he began to explain to them what he would be that he would soon be leaving them, and he was going back to the Father, but he would not leave them alone. Oh, the questions the disciples had. Why can't I follow you? Why can't I go with you now? We don't know where you're going. How can we know the way? Jesus answered them and then introduces the Holy Spirit. John 14, 16, and 17, he says, If you love me, you will obey what I command, and I will ask the Father, and he will give you another counselor to be with you forever. The Spirit of Truth. The world cannot accept him because it neither sees him nor knows him, but you know him, for he lives with you and will be in you, and I will not leave you as orphans. I will come to you. Verse 25 and 26 says, I've spoken this while with you, but the Counselor, the Holy Spirit, sent in Jesus' name, will teach you all things and remind you of everything that Jesus has said to you. The Holy Spirit, my Counselor, Teacher, reminder of truth, constantly with me. Oh, I want to thank God for the provision of the Holy Spirit. Jesus knew we would need this help, his help in this life as we grow in faith by sharing truth, living out biblical truths, and pleasing God with our choices and our actions. When I first said yes to following Jesus, I, know, I knew I needed a Savior as I recognized my sin and the darkness that surrounded me. I understood that I was separated from a holy God and I needed forgiveness. I was seeking to be known and loved. Did anyone see me? And I longed to be right with God. This decision gave me peace and filled me with love and purpose. I believed and accepted that this life is not my permanent home, this earthly life, but I have an eternity and will spend it with God because of how Jesus gave his life for me. I wanted to know God more and please him with every area of my life. However, I found in those early, early days of knowing God personally, I was, it was a lot of striving and a lot of trusting in myself and a lot of not, rest, not resting in my Savior, in my God, because I didn't understand the role of the Holy Spirit or his power or purpose. It was a cycle of feeling close to God when things were good, feeling far from God when I felt low. I couldn't live up to the godly standards or values that I knew the Bible spoke of or in the life of Jesus. It was like I had been transplanted taken out of my earthly home and put into the family of God, but I had so much still to learn, so much still to discover. And as I began that journey, I found that freedom came in my faith walk, and it was experienced when I understood the Holy Spirit's role as the one who gives me the power to walk the godly life. It was a big question, a daily question, of who would I walk and surrender to, myself or God? You see, I like myself. And I want to serve me, but do I like God more? Do I want to serve him more? It was a question of control. Who will control this life, God or me? 
You see, the Bible says there's a conflict inside of man. Your actions and behaviors will show who is in charge. In Galatians 5, 16 to 25, it says, So I say, walk by the Spirit, and you will not gratify the desires of the flesh. For the flesh desires what is contrary to the Spirit, and the Spirit what is contrary to the flesh. They are in conflict with each other, so that you do not do whatever you want. But if you are led by the Spirit, you are not under the law. The acts of the flesh are obvious. Sexual immorality, impurity, and debauchery, idolatry and witchcraft, hatred, discord, jealousy, fits of rage, selfish ambition, dissensions, factions, and envy, drunkenness, orgies, and the like. I warn you as I did before, that those who live like this will not inherit the kingdom of God. But, there's a but, there's a contrary way to live, another way to live, will you choose this? But the fruit of the Spirit is love, it says in verse 22. Love, joy, peace, forbearance or patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Against such things there is no law. Those who belong to Christ Jesus have crucified the flesh with its passions and desires. Since we live by the Spirit, let us keep in step with the Spirit. And then I was drawn to Romans 8, 5 to 11, which also gives us some contrast between the flesh and the spirit. Those who live according to the flesh have their mind set on what the flesh desires. But those who live in accordance with the spirit have their mind set on what the spirit desires. The mind governed by the flesh is death. But the mind governed by the spirit is life and peace. Oh, I wanted life and peace. The mind governed by the flesh is hostile to God. It does not submit to God's laws nor can it do so. Those who are in the realm of the flesh cannot please God. You, however, are not in the realm of the flesh, but are in the realm of the Spirit, if indeed the Spirit of God lives in you. And if anyone does not have the Spirit of Christ, they do not belong to Christ. But if Christ is in you, then even though your body is subject to death because of sin, the Spirit gives life because of righteousness. And if the spirit of him who raised Jesus from the dead is living in you, he who raised Christ from the dead will also give life to your mortal bodies because of his spirit who lives in you. Wow, those are quite the contrasts. And when I started to read and understand that there was a life lived in the spirit that produced a fruit, and there were also other things that showed me in the word of God that I was living according to the flesh, it became a checklist for me. And maybe it's a checklist for you and for all who long to follow God wholeheartedly. The circles you're about to see on the screen have helped me to see and understand and evaluate my own faith journey. A journey of a person who is a spiritual man, who is submitting and entrusting their lives to God, where you see that love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, faithfulness, and goodness are part of that person's life. That life is Christ-centered. It's empowered by the Holy Spirit. You're introducing others to Christ. It ha you have an effective prayer life. You understand God's word. You trust God and you obey God. And if you see the little throne in the middle of that circle, it talks there of how Christ is in control of the life and the self is submitting to Christ and letting him empower them. The next um, circle diagram shows the individual who is not fully trusting God. They have a legalistic attitude, impure thoughts, jealousy, guilt, discouragement, critical spirit, frustration, aimlessness, fear may be part of your journey, ignorance of their spiritual, her spiritual heritage, unbelief, disobedience, loss of love for God and for others, 
and a poor prayer life and no desire for Bible study. And like was also mentioned in the verse I read, idolatry, witchcraft, hatred, discord, jealousy, fits of rage, selfish ambitions, impurity, debauchery, sexual immorality could also be part of your circle. And if you look at the picture, you see that self is on the throne and in control, and Christ is not. And so I examined this book, these circles, and I realized, wow, which life represents me? Which life represents you right now? Which circle do you long to be in? Sometimes we're not sure, but when we see the fruits of our lives written out and described, we can actually go, oh my goodness, my life is not showing the fruits of the Spirit. I am not showing love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, faithfulness, and self-control. Perhaps you can't see them about yourself, or maybe you're like me, and sometimes people have pointed out to me, oh, I see things in your life that need some correction. And perhaps you're also someone who goes before God often and says, God, show me. I want to follow you. Holy Spirit, reveal to me the truth of your word, the truth that I need so that I can make my life right with God again. You see, I want to live a life that honors God, and I want to see the fruit of the Spirit in my life. I want to put to death the desires and passions of the flesh. The mind governed by the Spirit is life and peace. It obeys the word of God because the Spirit empowers, empowers all those who seek that to do so. I will live a Spirit-filled life that honors you and bears your fruit, God, because I want the world to see and the world to know that I belong to you. So how does this all play out in my life? When I first heard the truths of Jesus, I felt the need to respond to the Holy Spirit was at work at me, drawing me to the Father. Now, as a woman of God, walking with him for many years, strengthened by the word and understanding who the Spirit is, now I find myself in a place of prayer, asking the Holy Spirit to move and to reveal the truths of God to all those I have an opportunity to speak to and for those that don't know yet God yet. I ask him to open my mouth to proclaim his good news. I obey him even when I feel uncertain, when I'm unsure. And God has transformed me to see the hearts and souls of the lost and long for them to know our Savior and to be reconciled to our Father God. My heart breaks for them. What if I have conflict in life? How does the Holy Spirit work? Now maybe you're thinking, well, you don't have a lot of conflict. And yet I sure find for myself I do because I can be selfish, I can be stubborn, I want to be independent. And when I see those things happen in my life, I pray and I seek the Spirit's leading for counsel. I'm humbled and I'm willing to live a life of reconciliation and restoration. I live a life of self-examination, Psalm 139, which says, Search me, O God, and know my heart. Test me and know my anxious thoughts. See if there is any offensive way in me and lead me in the way everlasting. As I have cried out that prayer to God, I have been directed by the Holy Spirit to make things right. I've been convicted of different areas of my life that are not aligned with God, and I have chosen to make those things right with Him, and I've chosen to apologize to any I've offended. I want to be rid of the power of the sin over me, so I've convict been convicted by the Holy Spirit. Or I see sin, sometimes it's a critical spirit in me. Sometimes it's idolatry. It's all about me and my comfort and my wants and not about what God would have or want from me or long for me to know and understand about him. I can acknowledge that, yeah, 
Sometimes I want to be in control and I can recognize it about me and get off the throne and submit myself again to inviting the Holy Spirit to fill me and to put Jesus back in the right place so that I can walk a life that is empowered by the Spirit and the fruit of the Spirit is evident in the things that I say and do. You see, I honestly believe the Holy Spirit is alive and at work in all those who believe. A woman shared with me once that a group of teachers was standing outside during their break and um, every day a man would walk by about the same time and just kind of come by and stop a little ways and then he'd come back and the next day he'd come again and the next day. Finally they said to the young gentleman, why do you keep on walking by this group? Is there something we could help you with? And he said, well when I walked by you on that first day gathered there, I felt a peace a peace that I, I, I just needed to feel that again, so I've come back every day. That is the Holy Spirit, evident in the lives of Christians, gathering together because he is alive in his children. My husband, when he first went into full-time ministry, oh, he was felt such a calling from God to serve with athletes in action. And I remember thinking, oh, I wasn't so sure because this would take him away from home, and how was I going to manage? And I loved my career before ministry. And yet one day I was walking with the Lord and I said, I cried out to him and I said, Ah, oh, I just don't know. What do I do in this situation? And the Holy Spirit convicted me and he said, Rusha, you can come alongside your husband in the ministry I've called him to and you can empower and strengthen him. Or you can be a discourager and you can destroy all I'm trying to do through him. What will you do? You know, I, I love the Holy Spirit because the Holy Spirit corrected my attitude and my actions and told me to be patient and gentle and to trust Him and not to trust all the circumstances of the day. And so He straightened me out. The Holy Spirit straightened me out in that situation and my husband has been serving in sports ministry for 31 years and many people have been exposed to the gospel because of His obedience and His response to the calling. Will you let the Holy Spirit work in you, direct you, empower you, and will you obey? These past few weeks, I've been on a tour of faith and sport and sharing the love of Jesus in Africa. And I saw the Holy Spirit at work over and over again. I saw the Holy Spirit in work in me and drawing me to a place of wanting to sit in, just sit in quiet and be able to say, Lord, help me see. Show me, Holy Spirit, who needs to be talked to. Show me, Holy Spirit, what encouragement these people need. And the Lord directed me to a young girl that was um, shy, alone, insecure, didn't know where she fit or belonged in her new living situation. And the Lord gave me the opportunity with another individual on the team to lead her into the kingdom of God. Praise God, the Holy Spirit's leading when you see people's hearts and lives and you're willing to step forward with his strength, his truth, and his grace. Walking with the homeless one day on our tour, we were asking them, how can we pray for you? How can we help you? And this one individual told me all of his story and I sat by him and he just wept as we prayed for him and I wept as I prayed for him, knowing that what the Lord longs for is the Holy Spirit to move and to draw him out of darkness into his glorious light. Walking in step with the Holy Spirit and letting the Spirit be part of my journey and the fruit pouring out made me an individual that he felt comfortable being able to be around because he saw peace maybe. Maybe he saw love. Maybe it was joy. 
Whatever he needed, the Lord provided through us on the team. I'm so incredibly thankful. When we were playing the sport of volleyball on this team, we would often engage with the teams afterwards just to chat and encourage them, share the gospel if they would allow, and have an opportunity just to um, minister to each other. And so this one night, this woman came up to me after the game was over, and she said, I'm so thankful that you've come here to share about faith and sport. I'm so glad that you've been able to share that you love God. I felt so very far from God. And recently, I haven't you know, met with him, talked with him, had anything to do with him. But when I was invited back to play tonight, I felt it was God tugging on me to be here. And I'm so glad I came because I know what I need to do. I need to re-enter into my relationship with God. Well, we stood beside her on that cord and we asked if we could pray and we lifted up her name to our Heavenly Father and we said, Holy Spirit, come. Holy Spirit, come and fill her with your incredible love, truth, and may she walk in your freedom as you touch her life. And she turned to me afterwards and she said, you know what, I look at the team that's playing and I see something in them. I see something different. I see something in their eyes. I can't understand it. What is it? Please tell me. And I was able to confirm in her again that that whole team knew Jesus and the joy and the love that she was experiencing as she engaged in a sport was because of the love they share for Jesus. And the Holy Spirit was using them to bring that love and that joy into that, into that space on that court that day. How wonderful it is to know the fruit of the Holy Spirit and to walk with him. I am willing to go where the Spirit leads me. I'm not afraid, for I know who I belong to and whose I am. Did you know that when we are filled with the Holy Spirit by faith, we can experience the abundant and fruitful life that Christ promised? If you feel far from him today, if you feel the Holy Spirit is not um, evident in your life, I want to encourage you today to join with me in this prayer, inviting him to take his right place in your life again. Lord God, thank you that you love me. Thank you that you gave your life for me. I see that there is not evidence of the fruit of the Spirit in my life right now. I invite you, Lord, to come into my life. I invite you, Holy Spirit, to fill me, to empower me, so that I may walk in a way that honors and pleases you, God. I thank you, God, that you are alive and that you are listening. In Jesus' name, amen. I found in my life of wanting the Spirit to be alive and real, that it is a moment-by-moment moment seeking of him and relying on him and being empowered by the one that gives me the strength to live the abundant life and not striving and doing it on my own. May God encourage you as you go this week and go about whatever you do. Call on the Holy Spirit. Let him minister to you, and may you see evidence of the, evidence of the fruit of the Spirit in your life this week. God bless you.